0: Om Sri Sai Ram. Welcome to Prashanti Sandesh. I remember Swami speaking on Bhagavad Gita mentioned one important question that strikes to our mind. We all know that there are stalwarts in the battlefield like Bhishma, Drona, Krupacharya, all stalwarts are there. They are not only experts in archery, they are also uh, men of penance and determination. Now the question arises, why Lord Krishna chose Arjuna to uh, explain or to share the celestial song Bhagavad Gita? Why Arjuna alone? Why not others? This has been the question among many people. I very well remember Bhagavan in one of the discourses mentioned clearly in an in a elaborated manner. He said Arjuna heard it, Bhagavad Gita, as our representative, as a representative of the entire humanity. That's why Arjuna has one name, Pardha. Pardha meaning Prudhivi, Earth. So, as our representative of the vast humanity, he heard the song Celestial Bhagavad Gita, Partha. Then Swami mentioned the another point. Arjuna doesn't simply listen and keep quiet. He exactly does the way expected of him. As per the direction of Lord Krishna. And Krishna also tells him most lovingly, Do it my son, do it my son. Kuru, do Nandana, my child, please do it, do it, Kuru Nandana. And the third point, Arjuna is an expert in the battle, particularly in archery. And it is said that he can fight with both of his hands, both of his hands. And so Arjuna is called Savyasachi, Sachi, who can fight with both of the hands. And then the, the fifth reason is this. Arjuna never lost the battle, never lost any fight with anybody. And so he is also called Vijaya. Vijaya. So, all these reasons, the one who practices according to the expectations of the Lord, being our representative there, made Him worthy to receive the song celestial Bhagavad Gita. Swami mentioned all these points and we should also know a a little bit deeper into the subject. Arjuna stands for Jiva, the individual soul. Krishna stands for Deva, the universal soul. So, the knowledge is flowing from the cosmic mind to the individual mind. It is also said that Lord Krishna is an avatar. The Lord descended on earth as Krishna, Sri Krishna, while the man is here, Nara, meaning human being. So, this Nara, the human being, is Pardha or Arjuna, while Narayana is Krishna himself. Therefore, Narayana and Nara, Krishna and Arjuna, a beautiful combination. And not only that, Krishna said, Pandavanam dhananjayaha, among Pandavas, know that I am Arjuna. This means that how close he is, how intimate he is, how he identified himself. That's another reason. And Arjuna is also a man of penance, deep penance. Well, having prayed to Lord Shiva, he could obtain Pashupatastra, a powerful weapon to fight in the battlefield. Pashupatastra. This he got as a reward from Lord Shiva, who is very much pleased with his deep penance. And then Arjuna has shown all his valor, courage, and expertise. Every time, every time, all over Mahabharata. And Arjuna is a man of character. Urvasi, a divine personality, Urvasi, who is said to be most beautiful, she came, she was very much attracted by Arjuna and expressed her desire to marry him. Arjuna said, you are my mother. Because you are there in Indraloka, that world of gods. So, you are my mother. He is a man of character. And Krishna, considers Arjuna as his very, very intimate friend. Very intimate friend. And that's why he also say, Swami, Bhagavan Baba is also a friend. Hey, bhaktasakha bhagavān, bhaktasakha bhagavān. Bhagavān is our friend. In fact, he is the only true friend. And in fact, Arjuna prayed to Lord Krishna. O Lord, I am your disciple. I surrender to you. Please command me. Let me know what I am supposed to do. Sishyante ham. Sishyante ham shadhi maam tvam prapannam. I am a disciple surrendering to you. See that. Sishyaste. Sishyaste ham shadhi maam tvam prapannam. And further, Lord Krishna also says, Bhaktosime sakha cheti. You are my friend. You are my devotee and therefore rahasyam taduttamam. I am sharing with you the secret of secrets Brahma Thus, Lord Krishna himself certifies the eligibility of Arjuna to be the recipient of Bhagavad Gita. And Krishna also says pratijane priyosime And he further says, You are very, very close to me. I love you very much. In this context, I remember two of the statements made by Bhagavan. He said, it is not enough if you claim you are a devotee. You should get acknowledgement from God, saying that you are my devotee. This Arjuna got it. I also remember another point mentioned by Bhagavan. Dharmaja is a man of righteousness, the eldest of Pandavas. But he was not eligible to receive Bhagavad Gita. Why? Dharmaja repents, regrets having done an action. That regretfulness, that repentance is what we call Paschatapa to feel sorry about it. But Arjuna is not like that. Before resorting to the war, he prayed to Lord Krishna for his divine guidance. This Purvatapa, Purvatapa meaning waiting for the guidance, the spirit of inquiry before resorting to action. So these are the points mentioned by Bhagwan, Explaining us the reasons why Lord Krishna chose him. And let's take, for example, Dronacharya. Drona is a professor. He taught archery to Kauravas and Pandavas. But the defect is this. He started, he taught them, but he has not practiced. In the sense, he stood by the side of Kauravas. He stood by the side of Kauravas, who are unrighteous. Therefore, he is not eligible. Then how about Bhishma? who is the senior most, who represents Shanta Bhakti, the greatest warrior, a man of great sacrifice. But he too did not deserve Bhagavad Gita. Why? Because he stood by the side of Kauravas. He should have turned against them, but he stood by their side. That Therefore, Bhishma also did not deserve. On the other hand, he had to lay down on the bed of arrows towards the end for a long period. And the reason he explained was all the food and the muscle and the blood in my body, they're all out of the food that I have taken from Duryodhana because I was in his court. Therefore, all that I, that is in my body should be washed out, should be cleansed, cleansed by these arrows shot at me. So this cleansing process he had to do towards the end. Therefore, Swami explains logically why Arjuna deserved to receive the song celestial Bhagavad Gita from. God Himself. And then, I also would like to bring to attention another question, short answer question. It was Krishna who asked Arjuna to fight. Initially, he was not ready. He was frustrated, he was was depressed. And he never wanted to fight. Because he doesn't want to see all his near and dear killed in the war. So, he hesitated. He never wanted to kill them at any stage. At any stage. He never wanted to kill them at any stage. But. Krishna wanted him to fight. He directed him to fight under any circumstances. Now, the question is, is Krishna a promoter of violence? Has he promoted violence? Has he advocated violence himself? That is the question. Mind you, my friends, Krishna is not in favor of violence. And Swami gives some of the examples. All kinds of medicines are given. The patient is not responding. Then, surgery has to be done. Surgery! As the medication failed, surgery is the next alternative. The second example given by Bhagavan Baba was, When this thorn in your leg, which is really giving you some pain, the way how to remove the thorn is to make use of another thorn to remove it. You cannot apply ghee or butter on that. This is exactly what Swami said. By applying butter on that, the thorn won't come out. Therefore, a thorn that has gone in must be removed with the help of a thorn. And another one example he has given was, a diamond has to be cut by another diamond, but not in any other way. And further, Swami has said, when the thief entered through the back door, you have to go through the back door only to find out, to catch him. You cannot say, this is my house, I'll, uh, I'll go through this main door, not through the back door. You should pass through that back door only through which the thief entered. Therefore, in the warfare, you should do that. Take for example, India, Bharat, that stands for non-violence. When there is war, there in the borders like Ladakh, you cannot do some bhajans there. You cannot meditate there. It is the time to fight all the tankers, all the rifles, guns you have. Therefore, the right time, one has to resort, one must be prepared to fight. That is an ultimate thing. They were not prepared to fight from the beginning, no. Having made all kinds of bargain, all employed, all methods of compromise, with no alternative left with, they had to fight. So, when we say that, uh, Oh, has Krishna advocated violence? No! Understand why it is said. To whom it is said? Under what? Circumstances. And moreover, a soldier or a major there in the war field, he is supposed to fight. In a similar way, Arjuna belongs to warrior Cast, kshatriya. So, it is a duty to fight and he is also king and he has to uphold righteousness. And as a king, he should save the pious and punish the wicked. Therefore, this violence had to be resorted and that too how? Without any doership, without any ego selflessly with the spirit of surrender then that cannot be violence any longer there is observance of one's own dharma otherwise what happens when the all kinds of all kinds of horrible injurious insects you may call or worms or whatever may be when they attack a tree, if all these insects are not killed by insecticides, when we don't make use of pesticides, we lose the whole crop and the tree for that matter. Therefore, unless the Kauravas are removed or killed or totally annihilated, Dharma cannot be held then you cannot say it is himsa or violence. Swami gives another example. When there is some kind of ulcer or some kind of some problem within, operation is the solution. When doctor operates, you cannot say doctor believes in violence. No, he, doctor uses the knife. For surgery, to save the life of the patient, that is important. How do you say that a doctor is uh, what you call a violent? No. And if you take Kauravas into consideration, they are most wicked people. Pandavas deserve half of the kingdom. Those fellows refuse to give even an inch And all kinds of attempts are made for a compromise. Many have been sent to them. Even Lord Krishna also went there as an emissary. But Duryodhana refused to pay heed to him. Therefore, violence as the uh, the last resort, only ultimate alternative. Krishna had to Order, command, Arjuna, to fight. In fact, for your reference, I can tell you Bhagavad Gita, 13th chapter, 8th sloka, Ahimsa, Shanti, Rajyavam. There, Ahimsa, non-violence. Krishna taught violence. I mean, taught non-violence. Please understand that. 13th chapter, 8th sloka, Ahimsa, non-violence. Then, sixteenth chapter, second sloka, ahimsa satyamakrodha, ahimsa satyamakrodha, daivasara sampadvibhaga yoga. There he speaks of ahimsa, non-violence. Then, tenth chapter, fifth sloka, vibhuti yoga, ahimsa samatha thusti. He refers to ahimsa. Then, seventeenth chapter, Fourteenth shloka, Shraddhātraya Vibhāga Yoga, where he says, Brahmacharma Himsā, Brahmacharma Cha. there he mentions of Ahimsa. Twelfth chapter, Thirteenth sloka, Bhakti Yoga, he says, Adveshta sarvabhutanam what more you want? And then fourth chapter, Eighth shloka, to save the pious and to punish the wicked. Well, war is necessary, fight is necessary. So, Arjuna had to fight in obedience to the command of Krishna because of these reasons. Thank you. We'll meet again. Sai Ram.